This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Welcome along to another edition of Talking Travel on 2NURFM. We're here for our sponsor, Travel World on King. I'm Wayne Stan. With me is Sally Lucas, and we're travelling around our own country. And why not? Well, I can't think of a good reason. I like well, I can. Australia. I think let's turn this dreaded R word, recession into review how we travel and why. And I There's thought no I'd... recession here, Sally. The, no recession? The governor, no, there is no recession here. I want you to, the, you're not to use the R word. I know. The governor of the Reserve Bank said you're not to use the word. There is no such thing as a recession in this country. We are well and truly beyond it. The rest of the world might be in all sorts of strife. That's but right. But here in Australia? Which is why you have to happening. rediscover Australia. I don't actually think you need an excuse. I just think you should no. go. And, I mean, there's so many reasons why you should travel our own country, apart from the dollar at the moment, whereas if you went to the UK or Europe at the moment, like a simple cup of coffee would cost you 7 bucks fifty, or, you know, even in the States you'll be paying, you know, $5 plus. Right. But, I mean, just, just remember, we have some of the most beautiful scenery in the world, which I'm sure will be emulated in the newly released Australia when everyone gets around to seeing it mm-hmm. and having been there earlier this year as you know Wayne I mean I went to Kununurra and I went to Seven Spirit Bay and all that so the, the top end is remarkable um, the sunsets you won't see like anywhere else the colours just blow your mind mm. I can even record an, um, I think an interview with Nicole Kidman saying that she had never seen sunsets like she'd seen in Kununurra um, so, yeah, let, let's get out there. And also, as I've also mentioned before, you can go at the end of the wet because if you see it just all dry and brown, it's not as good as seeing it when it's lush and green, obviously, and all your waterfalls are flowing, all your roads are full. Now, there are some roads that will be cut and, and rivers do, do rise, obviously, but you can get into most areas of Kakadu, for example, and lots of those places at the tail end of the wet, and you will see remarkable... It's just, you can't believe it. It's like a, a chrysalis effect. You know, you can't believe that the land can cope in this awful dry, and then it suddenly comes to life again. You know, water lilies are everywhere, the, the bird life's abundant, and it's just magnificent. So if anyone hasn't been to the Kimberley, the top end, and, and take in, like, because we're not maybe going overseas as much at the moment because of, you know, the, the week and dollar, shout yourself somewhere really nice as part of your holiday. Like go to El Questro or Faraway Bay or, you know, uh, where I went to Seven Spirit Bay on the Coburg Peninsula. I mean, that place is to die for. I mean, I've just never seen such simple but unstated beauty. And, you know, the, the food was magnificent. The wildlife we saw was second to none. The fishing is second to none. Um, you know, you just couldn't have bet. You know, expect a better holiday is what I'm saying. So let's rediscover our own country if we've forgotten about it. And Australians, unfortunately, don't travel as much in their own country as a lot of other people do in other countries. We tend, because we are so isolated, to want to go far, far away. But, gee, lots of Australia's far, far away when you think about it. (laughs) So, I mean, you can still go far away and be with our own country. Yes, let me tell you, once upon a time, I actually drove uh, from Adelaide to Cairns. Did you? Well, my son yes. has just I've driven from Kananara to Maroochydore. Yes, very long distances. 3,750 k's, mate, yes. and you're still on, you know, about halfway across the country. So, yep. But that eastern Kimberley range and where the Bungle Bungles are is, is magnificent, as I said. And not just there. I mean, other parts of Western Australia, of course, the Ord River scheme is magnificent. The Mitchell Falls, Fitzroy Crossing. I mean, we could go on and on. There's just so much beauty in the top end that, you know, everyone should go there at least once in their lifetime. And I mean, I've been lucky enough to go there a few times, uh, but please, if you haven't visited that top end of our country, do yourselves a favour. You're going to love it. 
Yeah, and there's some good travelling too. The thing is you can four-wheel drive through there. You can hire a four-wheel drive and yes. get out and see a whole stack of things. And that's the best part about it. And you're right, the best time to go, go at the end of the wet. Yeah. As a rule, you'll get the odd downpour. Not, yes. not too many. If you're no, thinking you about you know, March or April yeah. or May, not too bad. September, October, a little bit too dry for mine. It is dry then. And I've been up there, as you just said, uh, and that April time, and even you know, March, April. But April, even into May, if they've had a good wet, even into May, you're still going to get that lovely lush greenness. But yes, coming towards the end, and when you get to November, you're getting the build up again, the storms start again, yes. you know, and the, and the humidity just about knocks you flat. So. Even though it's humid at the tail end of the wet, it isn't quite as bad as the build-up, no, believe very it or not. True. So, much better. Yeah. But, yes, I mean, if you can go there twice and see it both seasons, even better, because you've really got that comparison then. But certainly just put it on your list as a fabulous place to visit. This is Talking Travel on 2NURFM. We're here for our sponsor, Travel World on King. I'm Wayne Stam. With me is Sally Lucas. We're off to, I think, one of the prettiest little places to go if you haven't been there for a while uh, or if you've never been. Yes. Just a little short trip off the coastline. And it doesn't matter what time of the year either. Lord Howe Island. Yes, it's, I think it's a touch of paradise. I mean, our little Eden, I'd call it. It's just a beautiful, beautiful island, as you would agree. Mm. And it's quite unique in its shape because it was once volcanic, which obviously blew, which has left us with these two wonderful mountains, Lidgebird and Gower. And the volcano was lucky enough to leave us this tiny little narrow isthmus of land in the middle that they could put an airstrip on, which is why you can only take small planes there because it's not a very long runway. I mean, in the old days, of course, it was boat, then flying boat, but, I mean, you only go out in a dash eight. So you don't have a lot of visitors on the island at any one time, and that's the beauty of Lord Howe. It's just peaceful, beautiful living. And it's, it's, as you said, it's just off the coast. It's only directly out from uh, Port Macquarie and about 7 k's northeast of Sydney, 700 k's, sorry. Um, there's only about 320 residents on the island and you can only have a maximum of 400 visitors on the island as their limit at any one time. So they're accommodated in various uh, accommodations from simple, you know, self-contained style. But we've got some beautiful upmarket properties up there now like um, Aragilla, Capella, Eagle's Nest. Oh, they are just, just stunning. And also, it's I went there last year and there were some little improvements have been made. When I first went many years ago, you know, you, you couldn't even, there was one phone box on the island, you know, yes. you couldn't even direct dial, do you remember that, yes. off, off the island? And you had one little general store, that right. was it, and you had the bolo right. and the Honesty Golf Club where you put the money in a right. box to have a round of golf. Right. But just remember, you're playing on a World Heritage listed golf course, hey, right. how magnificent is that? It's a nice little course. It is, and the view, I mean. Oh, great view. Hey? Yeah. And if you've got the energy and the effort and you can get a guide to take you up Mount Gower and you do need a guide, it is quite tricky in places and you've got chains and so on, they will only take you up under the best of conditions because it is very steep and, as you can imagine, they do get a reasonable rainfall there so it can get slippery. Fabulous thing to do, but if you're not up to a really heavy walk, there's so many other beautiful walks you can do around Lord Howe Island. And if you're staying somewhere like Pine Trees or somewhere that offers food, they'll pack you up a picnic lunch and then off you go or they might drop you in a boat somewhere. But as you said, about the all-year-round thing. I mean, the water temperature doesn't get below 19 all year round. No, it's, it's staggeringly warm. I, th- that, I went in June, July and yeah. was just yeah. stunned by how Isn't warm amazing? the water was. And you go down to Ned's Beach and there's kingfish swimming yeah, around yes. your legs and nibbling your toes and you yeah. go, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Some people get a bit spooked by it and shake down your big, you know, um, b- um, bread, bucket of bread that you can purchase and you just feed these fish and that's just an amazing thing in itself. And of course, it's got Blinky's Beach, so you've got a surf beach, you've got this protected Ned's Beach. You've got wonderful walks. I mean, the bird life is to die for. And mm. they've got lots of have-been-threatened species there, like the wood hen. 
and I wish I could remember the name of this bird, and I tried to ring Lord Howe, but no one answered today, but that's typical. They just, you know, that's life. They might be there or they might be gone fishing, mate. Yeah, hang on, the back got gone fishing. But um, Clive Wilson, who owns the Wilson's bike hire on the island, and the Wilson family's been on the island for years, of course, there's many generations of Wilsons. He has a way of calling in a certain bird that's been passed down to him. It's the most eerie call. You can go out on this walk with him at dusk and he calls and suddenly all these birds just start, I don't know whether they're a petrel or a tern, but they're unique to Lord Howe. It's the only place now left in our area where they nest. So they're rare. And he's called them for so often now. This wild bird will come and sit on his shoulder. Oh, amazing. I just, I was gobsmacked. And we had little wood hens around mm. us. And, oh, look, it is just so special. And they've got a few little restaurants on there now. I mean, obviously, you can only take 14 kilos being a small aircraft. There are weight restrictions, and you'll get a nice little way as well. Good to go on a diet before you go, so you won't be embarrassed by your weight. And, <laughs> but you can eat there quite easily if you want. The food costs, obviously, have got to be a bit higher because they've got to have everything flown in. They do have a barge come in, which brings produce in as well, but that's only probably once a month and other stuff gets flown in. But they have jazz concerts there at Pine Trees. In the winter months, they bring over jazz musicians and you sit there inside with a warm fire going in the jazz. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful place. And like the Top End, like Lord Howe, both places you should make sure are on your list before you shed your mortal coil. Yes, you should. I think it's a nice little place to go, and it's a lovely trip over there too. You'll enjoy the, fl- the flight in and out. Good place to go. We'll be back again <laughs> next week and do it again. We're here for our sponsor, Travel World on King, on 2NURFM 103.7.